This is LifeSpring Podcast number 51. Hi, uh, Brian Duncan here. Steve Webb's personal friend of mine on the LifeSpring Podcast. Welcome. Welcome to LifeSpring. I'm Steve Webb, your host. Jesus said, whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Remember, it doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter your age, your sex, your station in life. Jesus said, who do you say that I am? LifeSpring is about answering that question and the question of how and why the answer can and does affect your life today. What will you find here? You'll find music, conversation, and reasons to believe. We have got a great show today. We've got some great music, a couple of pro- yes, a couple of promos, and a really stoked host. Why am I so happy? Well, it's because I'm recording this from my own home studio. I am so jazzed. For the longest time, I've wanted to be able to just walk into my home office here and record. No more driving down the hill to my church to be able to talk to you. Now, again, I've said many times, and I'll say it one more time, I really appreciate the fact that the people at the church that I attend allowed me to use their equipment for me to do the podcast. I'm really, really happy and thankful for that. But, you know, especially with the price of gas nowadays, driving the 16 miles round trip to do the podcast got to be a little bit old. Not only that, but it always put me home very late by the time I got done recording down there. As it is, I'm still recording at about the same time, about 8.30, but um, having it right here in my home is going to make it a lot easier. And so I want to thank God for his goodness in allowing me to get the equipment to do this. And I want to thank some very generous friends, too. So... I, I thank everybody for, for helping to make this possible. Now, I want to thank you for the great feedback that y'all sent this week. I got some really good congratulatory emails on the 50th show, and I, I really thank you for that. But remember, without you listening, it would not have happened. So thank you for being there. Now, if you would like to contact me, it's very easy. All you have to do is send an email or an MP3 to steve.lifespring at gmail.com. Now, if you want to be a part of my ever-expanding mailing list, email me and ask me to add you. I promise I'll never spam you, and I w- what I do is I send out a newsletter about once a month, and that's all. Oh, and I won't sell your email address either, so you can uh, just let me know. And I've had uh, several people this week uh, email me and ask to uh, be a part of the mailing list, and I've done that, and I thank you guys for, for asking to be a part of that. Thanks for being interested. Now, remember, show notes are at lifespringpodcast.com. Now, let's get on with the show. When you were young, Mom provided a home for stray animals. Today, the GodCast Network at godcast.org proudly provides a home for these strays. The Born Again Christian, ICM Raw, a Klingon word from the word, Harvest Crusade, powered by Hadavar, Rachel's Choice, Horizon Podcast, Morning and Evening, LifeSpring, The Living Word, Whew, man. Rev Tim Podcast. Reflections. A time for harvest. The whole truth. The radio adventures of Dr. Floyd. Behind the scenes. They're cute, they're cuddly, and none of them bite. So whether you're a Christian, spiritually curious, or just looking for something you can listen to with the whole family, the Godcast Network has at least one show you'll want to take home with you. Check us out now at www.godcast.org. God bless.
You know, there's a lot of good programs over there at the Godcast Network. I want to thank you, Craig, for putting that promo together, and I'm proud to be a member of the Godcast Network. So let's get started tonight with a song that I found at the Pod Show Podsafe Music Network. Sorry, I jumped again. Saw something coming, and I blamed you for everything. I'm sorry, I pushed you away. Forgot all the good things, and said everything was broken. And I'm sorry. was Sorry, and the artist is Adrena Thorpe. Beautiful, beautiful music. You know, it's easy to agree that forgiveness is something that we should be free with when we're on good terms with the people in our life, when we're not feeling hurt or slighted or cheated. Yep, we say we should forgive. Yep, that's a good thing to do. However, forgiveness is not so easy when we're still feeling the pain someone has caused us. In some 
kind of a perverse way, we would rather feel the pain than to forgive and let it go. I think sometimes we feel that we're in the power position if we withhold forgiveness. Somebody says, I'm sorry, please forgive me. And we think that by holding back, we're denying something to the other person, so we're in a superior position. Is that really where you want to be? What happens if we need to ask forgiveness from someone? After all, none of us can go through life without needing to ask forgiveness from another person. A spouse, a brother, a sister, a neighbor, a workmate, a boss, or a total stranger. Listen to this. One of the guys that hung with Jesus was a fisherman. Now it's clear when you read about this guy, whose name is Peter, that he was kind of a shoot-from-the-hip kind of guy. Sometimes he would shoot off his mouth before thinking. And he was passionate. Once he got an idea into his head, he dove headlong into the deep water. He lived life large. One day, this guy Peter went to Jesus and asked him a question. We're not really told of the, the, the backstory here, but knowing Peter, I can imagine that he'd been having some problems with uh, somebody in his life. The other person evidently kept doing something to Peter because take a look at this snapshot from the Bible. This is from the book of Matthew. It's in the New Testament, uh, and it's in chapter 18. It says, Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother when he sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered him, and he said, I tell you, not seven times, but seventy-seven times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him. All right, now let me step aside here for a second and, and tell you that 10,000 talents was approximately equal to, in today's dollars, $15 million. Now, I don't know if uh, Jesus was being literal here, if he was making a point that this man owed the king a tremendous amount of money, an amount that he could never hope to repay. But the point is that this guy owed a lot of money. Now, going back here to uh, the reading. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. The servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. All right, now, stepping back again, a hundred denarii is approximately equal to today's dollars of $15. Going back to the reading now. The man grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, Be patient with me and I will pay you back. But he refused. Did that sound familiar, by the way? Be patient with me and I will pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master turned him over to the jailers to be tortured until he could pay back all he owed. Continuing on, this is Jesus. He says, This is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother from your heart. Okay, you see, God knows that this is a problem with us. This particular issue is repeated several times in the Bible. Here's another place from the book of Matthew. It says, For if you forgive men... When they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. A little bit later on in Luke, 
It says, So watch yourselves. If your brother sins, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. If he sins against you seven times in a day, and seven times comes back to you and says, I repent or I'm sorry, forgive him. Being a follower of Christ can and does affect your life today. You want a better life? You want more peace? You want to make a difference in the world around you? Forgive. slack key music. The name of the song was Amazing Grace, or in Hawaiian it's it's uh, pronounced Loco Maika'i. It was by Leon Siu and Kavika Kahaipo from Slack Key Praise. You know, sometimes you have to do things by faith. Remember that superior position I mentioned earlier? That being unwilling to forgive because you'd rather hold on to the pain caused by that other person? Listen, whether you feel like you want to forgive that person or not, do it. Not only is it the right thing to do for the other person, but it's the right thing to do for your own well-being. Forgive. Don't hold on to the past. Let it go. Look forward. Build new bridges. Another book in the Bible, Colossians, says, Bear with each other. That means have patience when others blow it or hurt you. It says, Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. 
How does the Lord forgive? Well, take a look at this. It says at another place in the New Testament, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Now that's for believers. The person who wrote that was writing to believers about how they should deal with other believers. Yeah, even believers have problems with interpersonal relationships. It's true. We're, all, we're, we're still human. But what about those who don't believe? How are we to deal with forgiveness when it involves unbelievers, even when they don't even ask us for forgiveness? Well, listen, on the day that Jesus was crucified, he was subjected to illegal and unjust trials where he was wrongly convicted and sentenced to death. He was badly mistreated and horribly beaten and ultimately nailed to a cross. If you saw the movie The Passion, you know what I'm talking about. Well, as Jesus hung there, suspended between heaven and earth, he prayed a prayer for those that had done these horrible acts to him on this day. He said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing. Can you believe that? That's tough. How hard would that be for me to pray? Impossible. Impossible on my own. But with Christ's example, this is what I'm asked to do as I put my faith in Him. Without Jesus in my life, there's just absolutely no way. But there's a verse in the Bible that tells me I can do everything through Him who gives me strength. Now, I can't always forgive if it's up to me and the way I feel. But Jesus has shown me that He is entirely trustworthy. I know this because of my life. I, I know that the times that I have trusted Him he has always come through. He has never failed me. And being God, it is absolutely impossible for him to fail. So he is entirely trustworthy. I can trust him, even in this issue of forgiveness. I can forgive. And so can you. Listen to this example of forgiveness. The picture haunted him. Like many Americans, Reverend John Plummer, minister of Bethany United Methodist Church in Purcellville, Virginia, was moved by the Vietnam-era Pulitzer Prize-winning photo of nine-year-old Phan Thi Kim Phuc, naked and horribly burned, running from a napalm attack. But for Plummer, that picture had special significance. In 1972, he was responsible for setting up the airstrike on the village of Trong Bang, a strike approved after he was twice assured that there were no civilians in the area. Plummer said that even though he knew he had done everything possible to make sure the area was clear of civilians, he experienced new pain each time that he saw this picture. He wanted to tell Kim Phuc how sorry he was. After becoming a Christian in 1990, Plummer felt called to the ministry and attended seminary. In June of 1996, he learned that Kim Phuc was still alive and living in Toronto. The next month, he attended a military reunion and met someone who knew both Kim Phuc and the photographer. Plummer learned that on that fateful day in 1972, Kim Phuc and her family were hiding in a pagoda in Trong Bong when a bomb hit the building. Kim Phuc and others ran into the street where they were hit by napalm being dropped by another plane. She tore off her burning clothing as she fled two of her cousins were killed. The photographer and other journalists poured water from canteens on her burns. She collapsed moments after the famous photo and was rushed by car to a hospital. The girl spent 14 months in hospitals and was operated on by a San Francisco plastic surgeon. 
Plummer learned that Kim Fook was speaking at the Vietnam Veterans Memorial in Washington, D.C. He went and heard Kim Fook say that if she ever met the pilot of that plane, she would tell him she forgives him and that they cannot change the past, but she hoped they could work together in the future. Plummer was able to get word to Kim Fook that the man she wanted to meet was there. She saw my grief, my pain, my sorrow, Plummer wrote in an article in the Virginia Advocate. She held out her arms to me and embraced me. All I could say was, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm sorry, over and over again. At the same time, she was saying, it's all right, it's all right, I forgive, I forgive. Plummer learned that although she was raised a Buddhist, Kim Fook had become a Christian in 1982. That's from the Evangelical Press News Service. Yeah, forgiveness can be very difficult, but with Christ, we can do anything. It's true. Now, if you'd like to know more about having a trusting relationship with Jesus, please drop me a line at steve.lifespring at gmail.com. Now, listen to this story of forgiveness. (laughs) Uh, You know, we've heard it said that out of the mouths of babes, take a listen to this one. This is written by a woman, and it says, One Saturday morning, I awoke to the delightful smell of waffles and the sound of our two small boys in the kitchen with my husband. Patting down to breakfast, I sat on my husband's lap and gave him a big hug for his thoughtfulness. Later that day, we were having a heated discussion in our bedroom when our four-year-old, Jacob, stopped us in mid-sentence. Standing in the doorway, he said, Mommy, try to remember how you felt when you were on Daddy's lap. That's a good one, isn't it? Forgiving is not so hard if we don't hang on to the bad thing, but when we think about the good things. Remember, it is to our benefit to forgive. It benefits others, but it benefits us as well. Forgiveness is a healing kind of a thing. You know, God sometimes has a way of just bringing a point home to us. Sometimes he does it in a funny way, too. You know, I don't really have issues with too many people, but unfortunately, I'm not perfect, and there are a few. I got a phone call while I was putting this podcast together today. The call was from one of those people that I have that I have issues with. This person needed to talk to my wife, and we made some small talk. And in the course of the conversation, this person mentioned yet another person and said how great and wonderful this other person was. Well, it's true, but uh, <laughs> that other person she wanted to talk about was also someone else that I have issues with. And so it's like God was saying, Steve, if you're going to talk about forgiveness, you need to forgive too. And so I've been dealing with that in my own heart and in my own life today. And I will have to tell you that when you give it to God, when you give it to Jesus, when you see everything through his eyes, it is an easier thing to do. And so as as we deal with this issue of forgiveness together, I tell you what, I'll pray for you if you pray for me. Is that a deal? Now, normally what I do is I have something, you know, kind of cute and kind of funny to read to you afterwards, but uh, I'm not going to do that tonight because what I'm going to do right now is just send you to the show notes webpage. On the show notes webpage, you will see a link that I want you to click on, and it's going to take you to a very funny little video Uh, online. It's about iPods, and I think you're going to like it. So just trust me on that. Go to lifespringpodcast.com. Click on the link in the very middle of the page that says uh, click here for show notes, and then on the show notes page, you'll see this link. And it'll just say click here for the funny video, all right? 
Okay, so be here next week when I share a conversation I had with the guy you heard at the very top of this show today, Brian Duncan. Brian is one of the pioneers of contemporary Christian music, and he is without a doubt one of the best singers around. And he really knows how to bring the funk. I'll tell you what, he really does. Listen next week to find out what he's doing these days, because it may surprise you. And now, remember, LifeSpring is where we want to tell you about how being a follower of Christ can make a difference in your life today. It doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter your age, your sex, your station in life. Jesus said, who do you say that I am? LifeSpring is about answering that question and the question of how and why the answer can and does affect your life today. And remember, I'm your host, Steve Webb, and I will see you next time. The best and the brightest served up daily by the sharpest minds in content delivery, pod show, and limelight.